Hello, and welcome back to Cause Talk Radio. I'm Allie Murphy with Engage for Good, and this is another true story from True Story FM. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at engageforgood.com. Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio. I'm Allie Murphy with Engage for Good. In today's episode, I'm joined by Hustle's VP of Client Success, Shay Waldron, to talk about the power of texting at scale and how personalized text messages can amplify your social impact and CSR efforts. We talk about Hustle's origin story, their give back program, Hustle for Good, the difference between broadcast text alerts versus what they do, personalized text messages from a local number, and we bring to life examples of how nonprofits and brands are using one-to-one messaging to do good. Needless to say, texting is a great option to add to your toolkit. Tune into today's episode to learn all about how easy it is to use and what you can achieve by setting up your own campaigns. Hi, Shay, and welcome to Costock Radio. Hey, Allie. Thanks for having me. We are so excited that you're here. So I know a little bit about a little bit about you and about Hustle. Can you tell our listeners who you are and what you do at Hustle? Yeah, of course. Um, I am a VP of client success at Hustle, which means that I get to lead the team that supports all of our clients in implementing a technology that's really new for a lot of people still. It was definitely new for me when I heard about it. So how did Hustle come to be and who do you help specifically? Yeah, so Hustle was founded in 2014. Uh, One of our founders was volunteering for an immigrant rights organization. And he realized how needed um, a form of communication was with supporters and volunteers that could um, connect in real time in a conversational way. And for most people at that time and still today, that's text message. And so um, Hustle came to be um, in the nonprofit space. And that's where we do a lot of our work now. We support um, progressive political campaigns. We support nonprofits of all types, um, a lot of healthcare organizations, um, higher education institutions, and really anybody with an audience that they want to reach in a personal uh, and also efficient way. I love that. And I feel like so many people are on their phones today that in some ways it's a lot better than email. So when I first heard of person-to-person, or as you call it, peer-to-peer texting, I thought it was the same thing as kind of the the text alerts that I get, a reminder to vote or a something else that comes from this, I think it's a three or four digit number. You've, you're talking about personalized communication. So how is what you do at Hustle different than that? Yeah, there are some key differences. Um, so a couple things. One is that the texts that are coming from Hustle are being sent from a real person, each one. Um, there's a real person there to respond and answer questions, engage uh, in a really fun and personal way. The other thing is that those texts are coming from a real local number. And so when folks are having that back and forth conversation, um, it's just a little more reflective of what an actual text conversation looks like. Mm-hmm. It's not a broadcast of a message that is um, being used to just get the word out about something. It's actually a tool for engagement to really talk about whatever it is. Um, the topic might be um, you know, the impact of an organization that somebody is a donor to. The conversation might be around the volunteer opportunity or something like that. Um, but yeah, the main difference is that it's conversational versus sort of this broadcast of one primary message. 
I don't think anybody really responds to broadcast messages, whereas here you get a lot of response, I would think. Yeah, people are incredibly responsive to to text. I I feel like there's, you know, a lot of folks who even the skeptics are surprised uh, once they actually get into the platform and <laughs> they start having conversations and using it themselves a little bit. They actually end up having some really great conversations with folks. Uh, and, you know, there's another part, too, that. I think that we're living, you know, in the past couple of years, at least um, in this world where we're disconnected in a lot of ways. And there's something really refreshing about having a conversation where even the hard stuff um, is possible to communicate. So maybe I'm reaching out to a donor that's really struggling um, or something like that. They can tell me that and I can empathize with them and, you know, really sort of meet them where they are in that conversation and in that space and time, which can mean a lot to supporters of organizations. Absolutely. And I think it tells you a lot about who's in your community and kind of what they're going through as well. So I'm a I'm kind of a systems exactly. and process nerd sometimes. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we I my brain immediately goes to, all right, so it's not broadcast messaging, but it's personalized conversations with a ton of people. How easy is it to set up? Do I need a giant team? Like do I need to hire five more people to do this? What does that look like? You know, the way that I usually describe hustle is that it's simple and robust. And so okay. you know, if you have a list of people that you need to reach out to, it's really easy um, to to do that quickly. So you can get up and running very fast. And also, if you're an organization, like say you're a national federated organization that has chapters all over the country you can also use this tool. And so the implementation can be within a day um, or it can be over the course of a month if you want to roll it out nationally to chapters all over the place. And I think that that piece is sort of where we have focused a lot of our initial clients and our sort of growing book um, are folks who are complex organizations that need Mm -hmm. the technical pieces in place. They need the integrations they need. Um, they need the support in training and documentation, and they also need tools that are designed for those structures. And so we try to make it as easy as possible for small organizations who just need to do a little bit uh, and large national organizations that need to do a lot of outreach for a lot of different purposes to many different audiences. And I love how you you can span that breadth because in our community, we have some really big organizations and we have some smaller ones and they each can benefit from things like this, but being able to staff it and resource it is a little bit different. So having something that's easy to use, I think is a huge plus. Yeah, definitely. And I think that there's, so for you know staffing, on the one hand, a lot of folks are developing this expertise around SMS in general. You know, what mm-hmm. was email. Now there there are jobs in the SMS world and things like that. However, depending on the size and resources of the organization, folks may or may not you know, have the capacity to hire right. somebody to do something and, and lead it. And so it's possible either way. The other thing is that the way that Hustle is structured allows you to also leverage volunteers to do texting, um, depending on the kind of outreach you're doing and, and what mm-hmm. you want to do with that. And so anybody can hop in uh, to a user role that we call an agent and have those conversations, which has now also become, I think, one of the one of the favorite volunteer opportunities for a lot of organizations. Nice. Um, is, you know, their texting teams. They have these texting teams that are dedicated to having conversations with other supporters of the organization, which is a really great way to engage folks. Nice. Okay, so 
Clearly, I'm a systems and process nerd a little bit, but I also like fun facts. So fun fact for all you listeners, 95% of texts are read within three minutes of being sent. To me, that's pretty quick. So kind of transferring hustle into our audience, how might someone in our audience use this type of texting to further their social impact or CSR efforts? The thing that immediately comes to mind is volunteer management engagement. So Mm -hmm. we have folks who have already raised their hand and said, I want to do something. Sign me up. And sometimes we lose those people along the way because we can't find a good way to engage them in the work, um, to reach out to them in real time, um, to answer those nuanced questions that people often have about the opportunities that we're presenting to them to get more involved. And so that's one thing that I've definitely seen people do. The other thing is that there is the opportunity if there are advocacy efforts that folks are doing um, or outreach to employees and things like that about different types of work um, that companies and organizations are doing. That's another great opportunity to, to leverage text. And could you give an example? Because, for example, you're talking about kind of volunteer volunteers doing this for different organizations. Do you have an example of someone who's done this or a brand that's done this in your space? So I'm thinking about the volunteer programs that exist. Um, one organization that has an incredible volunteer program is Sierra Club. Um, and okay. so for they have a national texting team when it comes to you know big advocacy efforts, things like that. They have an entire group of people that are ready to go. Um, and so they've used you know Hustle for a number of different reasons and a number of different use cases. But an organization like that that has both national work and local work leverages this um, in a number of ways. Awesome. And have you seen it on kind of the corporate side, too, where maybe employees of a company are doing this as part of their nonprofit partnership? Yeah. So for recently, actually, um, there were those horrible storms in Texas that took place. And yeah, yeah, it was awful and devastating across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, and during that time, we worked with Red Tab Foundation uh, to reach out to employees in Texas who were either couldn't go to work and you know couldn't make it uh, or didn't have power or water and things like that. And employees at Red Tab Foundation reached out to their own employees um, to let them know what resources were available um, for compensation if they to make it to work, things like that. And also local resources around food, water, (laughs) shelter, things like that, that were really essential needs. Um, And so they were able to really support their their workforce during that time. I love that, especially during such a challenging time where I feel like people, I mean, they're not on computers, they're not, some of them are all over the place. And so having an opportunity to get a text message, which is something, a phone is probably something they have with them, can make all the difference, I think. Yeah, we've actually seen that a lot um, in, especially in rural areas where, you know, Hmm. there are issues with um, access to different types of technology and um, bandwidth issues. SMS is a really effective mode there too. And so we worked with a human rights campaign in some Southern states a while back. Um, That's how they originally started using SMS actually, or peer-to-peer at least. Okay. uh, Person-to-person texting. Uh, which is um, to do outreach in rural Mississippi and places like that where SMS is a really effective way to to reach people. Okay, so I understand that you recently rolled out a new initiative called Hustle for Good, 
with a plan to donate 1 million messages. What sparked this and what issue areas do you support? We we were founded in with a very mission-driven sort of culture from the start. And over the years, when we've seen a need for people to use Hustle, uh, and it didn't really, might not make sense for the long term for them, but there was a need, we need to meet it right now. Um, something like hurricanes, other natural disasters, things like mm-hmm. that, where people need to talk, they need to talk now. Um, we have always donated text messages. And we found it was time, we just thought it was time. We need to formalize this support that we give to organizations and be more proactive about it. And so while we've always tried to be responsive, we really want to, we want to design a program um, that could meet the needs in advance. And so we launched Hustle for Good a little earlier this year. And um, thank you. I'm very excited about it. And it essentially allows uh, organizations to access an allowance of free text for the year. And then, you know, they can renew it the next year. Mm-hmm. And the the causes that we support are pretty broad. Uh, there are a lot of <laughs> a lot of issues that are worth uh, time and resources and products. And so, some of those, though, um, based on you know what we care about as a company, who we are. Um, there's a diversity of staff, um, and we have a lot of issues that impact us or communities personally, um, and also our clients and just generally in the world as allies. So some of the causes that we support are causes such as uh, racial justice, LGBTQ issues, um, the environment, immigrant rights, uh, disability inclusion. We have a whole list of them uh, on on the landing page for the program. But you know, really, the, the goal is to equip organizations who maybe have smaller budgets, who have a hard t- harder time accessing technology like Hustle, um, or organizations that have an immediate need and uh, don't have time to be jumping through hoops. Um, we want to make sure that that they have what they need to to connect. And how would an organization, so if there's, there's an organization listening that's interested in being a Hustle for Good recipient, how does that work? Is, do you have a selection process that's already over? What does that look like? It's a rolling selection process. Okay. Uh, there is, there's a, the webpage um, that I can offer up here, but the easiest way to share it uh, through voice is probably just to tell you hustle for good at hustle.com. And we'll put an that in the address. show notes too. So okay. that they can click on it from there, but yes. Yeah. Great. So you can, um, organizations can contact us anytime. Um, we basically do the allowance based on the calendar year. And so they would mm-hmm. have 10,000 messages to use this year. The year comes up um, and they just reapply and we do it again for the next year. Um, if they are seeing value in, in the use and want to continue hustling for good. I love it. So to bring this idea to life or hustle for good to life, can you give us an example of a recipient and what they've been able to accomplish through your platform? Yeah, definitely. So there are a lot of you know organizations that have used it sort of before we finalized the program um, through COVID and things like that. Um, and one of the one of the organizations during COVID that was doing some really incredible work in New Orleans was an organization that was essentially reaching out to community supporters around 
some challenges um, that workers were facing. So mm-hmm. the City Waste Union in New Orleans is the organization that we were working with. And they were having, they were struggling a ton because they didn't have access to proper PPE um, or okay. hazard pay or any of those things. And so um, we worked with them to leverage hustle. It was leading up to a press conference about the issue and they really needed to garner some community support to, to bring the issue yeah. to, to life um, for one, you know, the company and two um, for the local government there and the mayor. And so um, they, through Hustle leading up to that conference, um, got a ton of commitments from community supporters and were able to get what they needed for workers um, during during the pandemic. Like that's an amazing feat, especially during a time where there wasn't enough PPE to go around for anybody and everything was kind of turned on its head. So if we're talking about kind of these personalized conversations, I'm guessing you're starting with more of a, I don't want to say a stock message, but a message that goes out to everybody. And then people respond. What happens then? Is there an automated workflow that happens? Is it a person that has to answer those responses? Do you have pre-scripted answers? What does that look like? So we try to make... Real conversations, uh, scalable. It's kind of a lot of buzzwords, but um, it's also true. <laughs> so uh, what we do is that on the, you know, in the that initial piece, it's fully customizable. People can use it however they want, but we provide a ton of best practices uh, within mm-hmm. the tool itself so that people don't have to necessarily go outside of the tool to learn what is an effective script. Uh, how yep. does this, you know, what do I need to do to, to really get my message across to the people that I'm reaching out to? So first of all, we try to make it really easy to do that outreach in the, in the beginning. And then in terms of responses, yes, there are real people responding. Um, but we've developed our product in such a way that you can share conversations with folks. So mm-hmm. we recognize that, especially for nonprofits, uh, with folks who have limited capacity potentially or a time in a day, they may need to share that with other people on their team. Um, and so you are able to sort of pass and share conversations mm-hmm. with different agents within that group uh, so that the recipient of that text is having the best experience possible. The cadence of text is very quick, as we all know. And so we don't necessarily want to keep folks waiting and we've actually seen some data that if you wait longer than 20 minutes to respond to somebody, the engagement rate drops with them. And so mm. we sort of queue it up to make sure that you're able to respond to people as quickly as possible, um, even if you, know, you need to share that conversation across a few folks. Yeah. And I love how you, you were talking about you have kind of the best practices in the platform already. So you're giving people all the tools that they need to succeed right off the bat. Definitely. That's really important to us. Uh, And also my team is here to help with a lot. Our client success team is made up of industry experts um, from where we work. So our Mm -hmm. client success manager for labor unions was a labor organizer. Our client success manager for um, nonprofits worked in nonprofit development and advocacy work, right? So um, we don't just want to help people design what they need to for the technology. We also want to make sure that when our clients are talking to us about what they're trying to do, that they don't have to explain too much. They don't have to translate any jargon. They don't have to translate. Which is so nice. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I think so. As somebody who, um, prior to Hustle, worked in 
uh, development, communications, and mm-hmm. also in technical project management um, for innovative solutions for nonprofits. It's really important to me <laughs> that clients don't have to do extra work explaining right. everything about what they do and why things are important. Um, the, the idea is that they show up to hustle. We know where they're coming from. We can help provide that strategic guidance as well as that product training in a way that, that serves them right away. Um, and really, you know, they don't need to ramp us up on exactly what it is uh, they do in the world. I feel like we've just really scratched the surface on Hustle and what it is you do. I know you will include some stuff in the show notes, but where can people learn more about Hustle and Hustle for Good online if they'd like to do that? If your organization is looking to implement a person-to-person tech solution, you can find out more about everything that you know Hustle can, can do to serve that need at hustle.com. We're also on social. Awesome. And we will include all of that in the show notes. So Shay, last question for you. What's your favorite thing about working at Hustle? So I started at Hustle when we were really tiny. We were 11 people. Oh, wow. And yeah. And so I have so many things that that I love. But say first, I really love my team. Um, The people who work at Hustle are some of the most empathetic, intelligent uh, fun people that I've ever worked with. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, I love my team, uh, but on top of that, you know, I have the benefit of working with clients who are doing just good work in the world that's needed. And it is really easy to find a lot of joy in my job and helping them do that. And hopefully making their jobs a little easier and helping them have a greater impact. Um, by having a new channel to connect through. I love it. And I feel like that's the perfect note to end on. So Shay, thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure to have you. Thanks so much, Allie. It's great to be here. All right, you lovely listeners. Thank you so much for joining us today. I had an awesome time talking with Shay and I wanted to share just one last thing with you. If you listen to the last episode we did called Changes on the Horizon, this will be old news, but just in case you didn't, I wanted to share that the fabulous, the wonderful, the amazing Megan Strand is on to her next professional adventure and she's retiring from the podcast and will be missed dearly, especially after 10 years, but we're so excited to see what she does next. And so in the interim, the podcast is going on summer vacation for a little while, but don't fret. We will be back this fall with some more awesome content. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back soon.